ಸಹನಾವತು ಸಹನೌ ಭುನಕ್ತು ಸಹ ವೀರ್ಯಂ ಕರವಾವಹೈ ತೇಜಸ್ವಿನಾವಧೀತಮಸ್ತು ಮಾ ವಿಷಾವಹೈ ನಮಶ್ರೀಶಂಕರಂದಗುರುಪಾದಾಂಬುಜನ್ಮನೆ ಸವಿಲಾಸಮಹಾಮೋಹಗ್ರಾಹಗ್ರಾಸೈಕರ್ಮಣೆ ವರ್ಸ್ ಟ್ವೆಂಟಿ ಆನ್ವರ್ಡ್ಸ್ ವಿ ವಿಲ್ ಚಾಂಟ್ ಈಶ ನಿರ್ಮಿತ ಮಣ್ಯಾದ ವಸ್ತುಕೇ ಭೋಕ್ತೃಧೀವೃತ್ತಿ ತದ್ಭೋಗೋ ಬಹುಧೇಷ್ಯತೆ ಹೃಷ್ಯತ್ಯೇಕೋ ಮಣಿ ಲಬ್ಧ್ವಾಧ್ಯನ್ಯೋಹ್ಯಲಾಭತ ಪಶ್ಯತ್ಯೇವಿರಕ್ತೋತ್ರ ನೃಷ್ಯತಿ ನಕುಪ್ಯತಿ ಪ್ರಿಯೋ ಪ್ರಿಯ ಉಪೇಕ್ಷ್ಯೇತ್ ಆಕಾರಮಣಿಗಾಸ್ತ್ರಯ ಸೃಷ್ಟೀವೈರೀಷಸೃಷ್ಟೂಪಂ ಸಾಧಾರಣ ತ್ರಿಷು ಸೊ ದಿಸ್ ವಾಸ್ ಆಲ್ರೆಡಿ ಟೋಲ್ಡ್ ಇನ್ ವರ್ಸಸ್ ಸೆವೆಂಟೀನ್ ಟು ನೈನ್ಟೀನ್ ಸೊ ವಿ ಸಾ ದಟ್ there is there is you know there is a uh, definitely there is something called what is that called isha srishti we have seen that in the beginning uh, the beginning of this text and then there is something called jeeva srishti and the jeeva srishti is inhibited and the jeeva srishti is nothing other than the ability to transform what is called isha srishti transform means you know as though transform really because if that transformation were not uh, you know uh, were not uh, possible were not within the scope of isha srishti that the jiva can try 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 it will not happen like for example cloning you know why cloning is only being done now you know of animals and uh, all these things um why was it not possible so many generations ago so many uh, thousands of years ago you can give lots of local explanations technology was not yet developed so many things you can give but really speaking from our standpoint from from the vedanta standpoint it was just not a possibility from the standpoint of isha srishti yeah ishvara srishti would not allow for cloning to take place 1000 years prior to this and even now only certain forms of gene editing uh, gene editing means you know now there are all these dna tests you can buy it anywhere you know and then you um, send some saliva you swab the side of your mouth and then even for dogs and cats they have <laughs> so and then you send it off and then 3 weeks later you get all the you know all the diseases carried by your ancestors and then the probability that you will get diseases you know and everything is covered only one thing that's not covered is the insomnia 
that is there because of reading the results of the DNA test. <laughs> That's the only condition that is not covered or anticipated. Because every single, you know, disease, diabetes, hypertension, cholesterol, various kinds of cancer, because cancer is now very specialized. So this kind, that kind, and even if you talk of just, uh, you know, something like breast cancer, there are 27 varieties. And then you talk about, you know, pancreatic cancer, there are three, four varieties. So like this, all kinds of cancers, and then, you know, uh, not to forget, let's not leave out this, uh, this Rakshasa called auto, uh, what is that? Autoimmune diseases. And there is a whole, you know, range of that. Which uh, Autoimmune means your own system, immune system, attacks the body. So, instead of being friendly to the body, you know, it's like the left hand, you know, attacking the right hand. This is autoimmune diseases. And then there are certain other things that are not understood, syndromes, you know, suddenly something is there, they don't understand, they can observe the symptoms and they don't understand. And then there is another Rakshasa, dementia, Alzheimer's. So all these things you see on the list <laughs> and then you see, you know, your probability of getting those things. And then the only, like I told you, the only symptom that's not covered in these tests is, you know, and your probability of that is not covered, but that's the first problem that you get. What is that? Sleeplessness. All sleep goes when you think of all the things you can get. So, but why was this not, you know, available to humanity, you know, a thousand years ago? <laughs> well, we would say that a thousand years ago, or 2000 years ago, our ancestors had done a lot more punya. <laughs> they enjoyed good sleep. They, they were not troubled by all these things that would happen. They ate what they wanted and ate within moderation and then they rose with the sun and slept with the sun and they were not permanently, you know, their, their cell phones. I call them hell phones. The hell phones were not permanently aff uh, affixed to their palm. And they were constantly not, you know, updating various statuses of their social media and writing blogs of what they did. So, this is all, you know, we have a different view. We don't share this whole, you know, biological evolution and all that. That may be there. That biological evolution is a point of view within this whole Isha Srishti. So, like this, you know, so we have this Ishvara Srishti and the Jiva has a very limited way of being able to quote-unquote transform Isha Srishti and, and the seed for that transformation is one's own desires, ragadveshas, you know, sankalpas that are very different from Ishvara's sankalpa. We saw that yesterday and you know, and how are they different? Because Ishvara has what uh, a so-called sankalpa Ishvara's sankalpa is also based on Jiva's Ragadvesha. But it's an objective sankalpa because Ishvara is, doesn't come under the spell of Jiva's Ragadvesha and Ishvara creates, you know, in keeping with Jiva's Ragadvesha, Papa, Punya, etc. And the Jiva further, not satisfied with the creation, tries to, 
maximize the comfort for itself and minimize discomfort and and then you know in the process also fulfill a few desires or at least try to fulfill them and so the jiva srishti is you know is the, this is the extent of the capacity for jiva srishti not for the lack of trying though it is you know it is definitely there and so now you know now an example is given you know uh, in these verses that we have just chanted one example is given what is that example that example has to do with a a um, a precious stone a gem okay so we will look at that uh, uh, that example and uh, so isha srishta manyadav manyadav mani etc you know all kinds of uh, various things that are um, uh, that are uh, created in the jagat by ishvara ishvara's projection so what was that you know mani gem so vastuni in those things projected by ishvara ekavidhe sthite vastuni so what kind of things the things that remain the same until of course they destroy they get destroyed you know we are not uh, you know we shouldn't go down the line of uh, you know argument where it, where we say no isha srishti also ages dies and you know things get old tired you know develop some stains and you know it's not the same that's not it what we are going you know that also is ishvara srishti time is also srishti of ishvara but what we are talking of a particular thing at a given point in time we are not tracing the history or the trajectory of the thing so we are not talking of how a gem might self destruct or get broken into two later on right now it is intact and this intact gem ekavidhe sthite vastu you know vastuni in this gem that is you know that is the same right now we are talking of a slice in time we are not tracing the history of the gem okay so then what happens is bahudha ekavastuni sthite then we go straight to the last word in the second line bahudha ishyate ishyate means it is to be expected what is to be expected that this ekavidhe sthite vastuni bahudha ishyate that there is multiple you know perceptions even though the thing that is in front of one is just one thing so even though ishvara srishti is just you know one thing the gem at a given point in time that's what we are talking so, so the gem doesn't sort of suddenly turn into a frog and jump away yeah or the gem does not turn into a a lump of coal either gem remains gem and like i told you yesterday you can measure it you can talk about how many occlusions are there and how precious it is and whether it belongs to you know belongs to the uh, finger uh belongs on the ring finger of an heiress uh, or whether it uh, you know whether it should be kept in a museum because certain gems are too heavy to wear and too precious so they become national treasures or colonial treasures like kohinoor diamond that is there in uh, you know in england 
and then uh, you know like the and then there is another gem from uh, south africa that is in the that is the chudamani of the queen elizabeth's favorite crown uh, so like this you know so sometimes they become colonial you know loot so many things are looted and then even though it's from india or south africa it's all sitting somewhere in uh, you know england or europe so like this the gem is the same so the gem is is got a certain physical component and so the physical material uh, you know component of the gem does not vary but then there is a variance in the perception of the gem and that variance in the perception of the gem has a seed and what is the seed for the what is the cause the seed cause the root cause for the variance in the perception of the gem is given in the first portion of the second line bhoktra dhivritti nanatvam tasmat bhoktra dhivritti nanatvat so then what is this uh, bhoktra dhi see the the gem is perceived from the standpoint of the jivas and the jivas are needy greedy jivas the jiva cannot look at anything without thinking you know what will i get out of it how can i alter it to make my life more meaningful according to my own standards more comfortable more happy whatever it is whatever the definition of comfort and happiness is you know so the jiva is only looking at it from that standpoint you know and from the and then that that definition of comfort that definition of what one wants to gain yoga and that definition of what one wants to retain after having gained kshema and that which you know that which one wants to you know protect that which one wants to get rid of raga dvesha all these become the ingredient for the variance in the perception of the gem that remains the same the gem doesn't turn into some animal or a lump of coal so then bhokta so it is all seen from the perception of the one that is a potential consumer of the gem wait a minute how can you be the potential consumer of the gem when the gem doesn't even belong to you i told you it is on the finger of an heiress and uh, she is you know posted that ring with a big huge diamond on uh, what is that called instagram she has posted a photo then it's clear it doesn't belong to you it doesn't belong to you meaning the jiva so it doesn't belong to the jiva yet the jiva scrolls through the instagram photo and the reaction of the jiva is still that of a bhokta says swami vidyaranya but how can the jiva be a bhokta because that ring or that uh, sorry that diamond is never going to be the property of this jiva who is looking at the instagram photo so but then why is that you know how can that relationship be there you know that relationship of being a bhokta in relation to the gem can be there if the gem is up for sale or if the gem is sitting in a jeweler's shop so potentially it can be mine well you know what swami vidyaranya says is that you know logic 
does not apply where the jiva's buddhi is concerned because for the jiva for the jiva everything in ishvara's universe is a potential object of consumption even if the jiva cannot afford it at that point or even if it is not for sale even if it belongs to somebody else it doesn't matter all those things don't matter why you know ragadvesha vegat because of the pressure generated by the ragadveshas is you know so every object is seeped through the ragadveshas and the yoga kshema perceptions and as a result of that you know doesn't you know it's immaterial whether the gem is for sale or not whether the gem is affordable for this jiva or not or whether you know whether the gem is useful in the jiva's life in any way all you know the uh, the, the first two don't matter the only the last uh, the last criterion whether this is useful for me so that reaction that comes you know from the jiva is based on being a potential bhokta because that's how the jiva's orientation to ishvara's universe is i that's why i gave the buffet example everything on the table is consumable it is all consumable doesn't matter whether it belongs to you or not doesn't matter if somebody else paid for it or not when the jiva goes to the table ishvara srishti is the table of all the delectables the jiva looks at it i like this i don't like this i want this i have to have this you know that is the dhivritti dhivritti means the orientation of the buddhi the orientation of one's thinking is that of the bhokta and that is where the variance is there nanatvam nana means many so nanatvam the manyness you know so the variance is not in the gem the unvarying gem is what you know is suddenly you know split how you know based on the varied and many perception of many buddhis looking at the gem at the same time so the many buddhis the so bhoktrudhivritti nanatvam asti you know and then for what you know ishvara srishti uh, ishvara srishti uh, you know in the ishvara srishti ishvara srishtau manyadehe so in the ishvara srishti the gem etc has what is called you know two things one is the projected gem which is unvarying we are not talking of the trajectory of time we are, we are talking of a slice of time right now it is unvarying it's not turning into something else it is it is it is constrained to be the gem it is time wise space wise object wise deshatah kalatah vastutah parichinnatvam is you know is enjoyed by the gem it doesn't vary it doesn't change it is the same so the gem being the same you know what is happening when the gem is the same uh, you know there is actually a variance and the variance is not from the gem it is from the 
Divrittayaha from the various ways of looking at the gem based on the, the, the jiva being a potential bhogta, a potential consumer of the gem. And then that is why there is a variance. And so he then describes in verse number 20 the different ways of looking at the same gem. So, ekaha manim labdhva hrishyati. Hrishyatye ko manim labdhva. You know, ekaha, one person, anyone, one person, manim labdhva. So, let's say this gem is there. Let's say it's a gem on the road. Somebody is, you know, let's say that heiress who posted the Instagram photo was walking somewhere from the, the restaurant where she had her, you know, where uh, the um, fiancé proposed to her and gave her this big ring and then, you know, fiancé is also an heir to a big fortune and so this rich uh, uh, lady comes out of the restaurant or cafe, goes to the car, but then what happens? That gem was a heirloom and it was recently put set in you know according in a new ring according to the size of the finger of this lady and then what happened it was loose and then it dropped on the road let us imagine that and then what happens an unvarying you know an, uh, an uh, unwitting sorry jiva is just walking to go to the same restaurant or cafe and then suddenly sees something bright on the road and obviously is not a fool, sees this nicely faceted polished gem and puts it in the pocket and starts, suddenly there is a pep in the step and then the person is dancing inside and planning to go to the jeweler and to find out how much this weighs and how much this is worth. So therefore the person, you know, who was, let's say, having a quote-unquote bad day till then, you know, and maybe got a parking ticket or a speeding ticket coming over there, you know, downtown or had a fight at home with a significant other or the, ch the teenage children hogged the bathroom and then <laughs> did not let, let this person, you know, uh, get dressed on time, whatever it was. So, the person was in a foul mood and then, you know, suddenly Hrishyati rejoices. Ahaha, I picked up this gem. And then meanwhile, what happened? Another fellow also saw the gem. It's not only that this person, this woman who was, who had a bad day in the morning for whatever reason, and then she just got this gem and she was just, you know, over the moon. This other fellow was also at the same time looking at the fallen gem. But he happened to be, you know, parking the car or something. So he, you can't just leave the car in the middle of the road. So he had to properly park it, lock it and then come out. And then, you know, he made a dash for the gem. But she was much quicker. He didn't have a chance. Krudhyadhyanyo hyalabhataha. He, and then indeed, 
the other one anyaha krudhyati gets very angry at this woman why for beating him to gain that gem krudhyati why why does the person gets angry alabhataha krudhyati manim labdhva hrishyati so the this lady gaining this other lady's diamond is very happy she doesn't know the whole story she just thinks that suddenly ishvara has blessed her with this diamond okay because of her punya she got the diamond there is some there is it's, it's very complicated yeah the, the entanglement of ishvara srishti and jeeva srishti is not simple why only she got there is that karma you know we have to bring in so this is a very simple example to be able to uh, you know apprehend this very uh, interesting you know connection between ishvara uh, and jeeva's worlds universes and projections so here well, this lady is very happy she says oh i feel blessed i got this wonderful gem she doesn't think she is stealing it because she looks around nobody is claiming it it's just lying on the road and she doesn't know the history of all this and she doesn't know who to turn it to naturally she thinks this is this is going to look very nice in my pendant or on my in the on my neck or on my finger and the other fellow you know who who thought it would look very nice on his <laughs> on his wife suddenly was is what very angry at this woman for having beaten him to the punch and got the gem very angry very upset in fact that fellow was having a good day till thus far but his mind set now is very upset frustrated and angry is questioning why didn't i just leave the car on the road and just rush to this obviously that was more important see i tried to do the right thing i tried to do my civic duty and then look this woman went off with this that's what happens to me all the time i'm always second i'm never the first why me this one is angry upset and frustrated now let us also imagine that on the same road you know is is a sadhu you know going walking sadhu is walking maybe sadhu wants a cup of coffee and is going to the cafe or the sadhu is just walking from one place to another sadhu also saw the gem sadhu also saw the woman eyeing the gem and making the dash of uh, for it sadhu in addition additionally also saw this other man you know pretend strangling the woman when he didn't get it and biffing the air because he was frustrated you know sadhu saw all three things you know and then pashyati eva viraktaha atra so the third person is viraktaha viraga yuktaha vairagya yuktaha so the third person is a dispassionate person what will a sadhu do with a gem you know what will they what will they do because you know the thing is some vairagya you know they have and that is why they become sadhus vairagya means indifference to the wanting to make ishvara srishti one's own that is the that is the hallmark of you know hallmark of spiritual growth and that is sadhuta sadhutvam 
It is indifference. There is not this, you know, manipulation of things, objects, people, relationship, concepts into into one's own way. There is no reason to manipulate the universe. Why? Because the sadhu is is oriented, abhimukha, is oriented towards gaining the knowledge, assimilating and enjoying the knowledge of the self or as, as you know, as Ishvara. So what to do with this Srishti? No need for this Srishti. And so there is no need to think about this Srishti either. And so what does the sadhu do? The sadhu sees everything. In fact, the sadhu has seen three things and is indifferent to all three things. Maybe the sadhu has seen what? The gem on the road. One, the sadhu has seen the woman eyeing the gem on the road like an eagle and making a dash towards it and picking it up and putting it in her handbag. Number two, sadhu also saw this other man also looking at the woman and the gem and trying to make a run for it and not succeeding. So the sadhu witnesses the happiness of the woman and the grief of the man and then and the gem itself which is the cause which becomes the uh, cause of the happiness and the grief. The gem doesn't become the cause. The mental projections of getting the gem and not getting the gem. The fact of getting the gem and not getting the gem and the wanting the gem becomes the cause of happiness and anger and then the sadhu pashyati eva sees everything just like the bird in the mundaka upanishad which bird the one that is not going after the berries and what does that bird do anashnan without trying to consume the berries abhichakashiti Abhichakashiti means this is a, you know, uh, a, a, the, the root verb, verb is chakasra deeptau. Just lights up the activities of the other bird without, uh, you know, you know, without really participating in the activities. So it's merely, merely illumines the activities. And so that is what, that is the sadhu's buddhi here. It's a mere witnessing of Ishvara Srishti from the standpoint of Vairagya, objectivity. Whereas in the first line we see two, you know, extreme reactions. And, you know, Vidyaranya Swami only talks about the two extreme reactions. One is Hrishyati, other one is Shochati, not Shochati. What is that? Kupyati gets angry. Same thing. Shochati, Kupyati, anger then will lead to sorrow. So then those are two extreme reactions. Those are the, the ends of the continuum. And then in between are the other ranges of reactions. Everything is included in these two. Whereas the sadhu has also got a buddhi. But the sadhu buddhi is not a bhokta buddhi. Not a karta buddhi doesn't want to, you know, uh, try to transform the universe into something uh, uh, as an object of happiness because the sadhu, if, you know, uh, if he is a sadhu or she is a sadhu, they have understood as much, what is the, what have they understood? That the srishti is not the cause of my happiness or sorrow. What is the cause of my happiness or sorrow? My not understanding my relationship to the Srishti, to myself, to Ishvara. 
that is the cause of my sorrow so therefore no matter how much i try to manipulate the universe into giving me what i think i want i'm not going to be happy so therefore the bhokta buddhi the orientation of this you know constant consumer orientation is not there. the sadhu if anything is a contributor to making you know that that's the actually the vyutpatti of the word sadhu parakaryal sadhnoti you know helps people helps others why because there is a lot of inner space and that inner space means there is objectivity no need to manipulate the universe so i am there if anybody needs something because there is a lot of space of not wanting things all the time the sadhu is not busy fulfilling ragadveshas and so this example even though it, it's on purpose it is simple later on some complicated examples will be given but right now this simple example is given why because because of this simple example you know we can we can apprehend or comprehend the the very very complicated or profound you know um of the profound significance of the difference between ishvara and jiva srishti and what are the components of this jiva srishti we can understand so going uh, forward so he says that he gives one more he he makes one more uh, claim uh so not only so so far we have seen a few things about the gem gem here signifies an object or objects in ishvara's projection so in ishvara's srishti there are certain objects and so from verse number 20 uh, 20 and uh, uh, you know um 20 and 21 we have seen you know a few things what have we seen that the gem is unchanging the object is unchanging so based on the consumer vritti of the viewer of the object we can have three typical reactions number 2 and what are the typical reactions like and you know dislike dislike not of the gem dislike of the person who picked up the gem so uh, disappointment you know and uh, something which is rejoicing disappointment and samatvam samatvam means vairagya there is no difference whether i get it or not because i'm not interested in having this gem so these three reactions based on that one unchanging thing is you know is uh, going to be elaborated further in 22 let us look at that priyo priya upekshashchet akara manigastrayah manigaha akaraha Trayaha. So the manigaha means um, connected to the gem. You know, manim adhikritya gachati iti manigaha. So this um, centered on the gem. Yeah, that's a better example. So centered on the gem, manigaha, the trayaha akaraha. So there are three forms of the gem. So listen carefully now. so we are converting the reaction into the very form of the gem yeah swami vidyaranya is very clever you see it's one thing to say that i have a i have a love for this gem 
or I hate this gem. I want this gem. I don't want this gem. Because, you know, it's one thing to say that. And even in that uh, expression, even in these three expressions, I want this gem, I don't want this gem, and I'm indifferent to this gem, there is still a space between the viewer and the viewed. Correct? So the viewer's perception is projected on the gem, but then it's a very conscious projection. So there you can say that, okay, here, here are three projections based on the, based on the dhivritti, the buddhi of the viewers. The various buddhis of the viewers have a projection and this is all looking very objective. Then one starts to think, what is wrong with having, you know, so many things in this universe I like, so many things I don't like and so many things to which I am indifferent. So what is wrong? In verse number 22, we learn what is wrong is not that, is not just the fact of having different, differing reactions to the same object. That's not what is the problem. <laughs> because one can be objective about it. Oh, you like the gem or I don't like the gem or I'm indifferent towards this, whatever it is. I mean, it's just like how, you know, friends get together. So how was this movie? This new movie came out. How was this? Did you see that? Yeah, I didn't care for it. It was okay. One says. And then the other one says what? I loved it. It was wonderful. And the third one says, well, you know, I didn't even bother to see it because it's just going to be like any other movie. So there was, you know, these three, these three reactions are there. What is wrong? Nothing wrong. Because there is still a level of objectivity because there is this, you know, Prameya Pramata, you know, there is that, there is a certain uh, separation between the object of knowledge that is being discussed and the knower or the subject. But in verse number 22, we learn that the reactions get attached to the object and cannot be differentiated from the object. Here is where the subjectivity or jiva srishti is very successful in deluding the jiva and, and deterring them from pursuing their own nature, from pursuing Vedanta. You know? And then, uh, so this is, this is a very important verse, number 22, because it starts off innocuously enough, this, uh, what starts off innocuously enough, this, this whole, uh, you know, discussion of the gem and the various reactions. It's, in fact, it, it, it seems like a very juvenile example. But then, when we encounter verse number, uh, what is that, you know, 22, uh, we see that there is something which, you know, there is a reason for this example, which looks to be simple, but it is not simple. <laughs> ah, it is not simple because it's trying to establish a very, very important point. And what is that important point? The important point is that, yes, there is a gem. Yes, there are differing reactions to this gem. And yes, 
the differing the different reactions to this gem are what are based on the percept the the perceivers avritti or the perceivers likes and dislikes and then number 4 and the most important thing is that the perceivers projection as it were is centered on the gem centered on the gem transforms the gem you know so much so that they one can no longer distinguish between the emotion and the gem from that standpoint you know so for example you know the love of the gem gets att attached to the object which is the gem the hatred of the gem or the disappointment centered on not getting the gem gets attached or linked to the object which is the gem and then the indifference also gets you know connected to the gem so in other words the the various likes and dislikes get glommed on to the objects so much so that one you know that the object and the emotion connected by the connected to the object cannot be cannot be distinguished any further and that's how the whole jeeva srishti is colored ha huh. it's no longer that i have a i have an uh, you know i have a reaction to the object because even that as i said is an objective statement in fact that reaction is painted on the object and becomes non separate from the object for this particular jiva and yet the object is free of that coloration if you look at it from the standpoint of ishvara's projection even though the jiva has painted the objects with three colors like dislike of you know happiness sorrow indifference let us say you know ah so then this you know this is not the the object itself stands uncolored by the happiness disappointment or indifference projected or glommed on to the object ah this is what we have to understand i hope this is clear because this is a very important point so first we had the gem which is an unvarying changeless thing in a particular at a particular point in time and then uh, unto that gem we saw that there were many projections based on differences in the buddhi of the consumer and then the consumers reactions were threefold happiness disappointment indifference happiness anger indifference and then number 4 most importantly the projected emotion becomes non separate from the object itself ah. and that is the reason you know that is where the jeeva srishti bites that is where the you know ishvara srishti is transformed into samsara you know even though samsara doesn't have a beginning you know we can say we can still say that samsara 
starts for the jiva when you know this is just metaphorically speaking as soon as the projection and the object of projection you know become one <laughs> so the the projected emotion and the object become one where in the jiva's buddhi but from the standpoint of Ishvarataya, from the standpoint of Ishvara's creation, the object does not take on the hatred or the love or the indifference projected by the various jivas. The object is still the object. It has an objective component like a form, a mass, the, like in the case of the gem, the occlusions, the, the finesse of the polish, the, sh polish, the shape. You know, there are all these shapes in which it can be cut. You know, there is a pear shape, there is some kind of, you know, different, uh, you know, shape, square shape, yellow, you know, that yellow sapphire is cut in a certain boat shape and the diamond is best in this, you know, diamond cut shape. All these shapes are there. And so, like all these shape sizes, so there is still that objective gem. Ishvara's gem exists. Ishvara's gem is not capable of being or taking on the coloration of the various jivas, buddhis. But for the jiva, the coloration and the gem become one so much so that the jiva is unable to see the gem without the coloration. And you know, and this, this is, uh, you know, talked about in a very interesting way in verse number 23 this is highlight this example you know this this uh, point of how the projections take on the object and become non separate or indifferent uh, sorry uh, undifferentiated from the object is exemplified further in verse number 23 you can see that uh, more in detail Om Purnamadav Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachyate Purnasya Purnamadhaga Purnamevavashishyate Om Shanti Shanti Shantihi Harihi Om Shri Gurubhyo Namaha Harihi Om